Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. What does a CMO actually do? 
As a chief marketing officer. Chief right? marketing officer. So what, what's, the, what's the role of a CMO? So it, that's a great question because so many people are CMOs and right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a CMO is actually the head leadership of the strategic rollout of the actual brand. So internally and externally, the CMO works with communications, for instance, to understand what is our mission and purpose of the company and how are we executing that mission and purpose internally and externally. So how are we educating and uh, informing our employees, our investors, our stakeholders? Are all of those communications in line with what we say we stand for and what we say we believe in? And then to that end, we are responsible for generating X amount of revenue with consumer base. So how are we messaging to our target consumer in a way that speaks to our mission and our purpose and keeping all of, keeping track of all of that constantly and making sure that's a well-oiled machine for as little money as possible. Uh, that was gonna be my next thing. It was, there's a budget that you're given. And so <laughs> I mean, talk about that part, like you're doing the most with sometimes- Less. The least. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're making magic happen. So there's there's three types of impressions. There are owned impressions, which is earn your leisure. You guys own your impressions, right? Uh, there are earned impressions, which is publicity, PR, or as Puff would always say, guilt by association. And then there's paid impressions, and that's where you're spending money for media dollars, right? So there's three ways of generating So what's that again? Visibility. What's the first one? It's owned. What's that? Owned impressions are your own impressions. So however many followers you have on social media, however many followers you have on YouTube coming to earn your leisure to view, you know, view your content, those are your impressions. You own them. Organic reach. Organic reach. And then what's the second one? Earned. What's the, what's the earned? Earned media impressions are press. Are somebody, somebody writes an article. Somebody writes an article. You go on a podcast. Go on, you go on someone else's podcast. So I repost your content mm -hmm. or I invite you to participate in an event or part a co-branded partnership and then you generate impressions based on that so you go on good morning america tomorrow those are all earned media impressions and then what's the third one and the third ones are paid and that's all advertising so that's sponsorship that's media Billboard, advertising billboards commercials that's yes above the line advertising so print out of home radio and digital are the four out of home excuse me above the line paid media and then there's below the line paid media so you could pay influencers you could pay for pot product placement you could pay for branded entertainment strategies all sorts of below the line things you could do to pay for awareness and connectivity and you've seen that shift right because as from when you started print was a thing yes not so much a thing anymore right more money needs to go into digital how have you navigated that? You know, it's been it's been great because one of the things that we did early on at Blue Flame and why we were so successful, but it was an uphill battle back then, is we were a below the line agency. So we hyper focused on influencer connectivity. We hyper focused on social media and digital media, which at the time people were buying Super Bowl commercials, and then that was it. We're gonna spend $2 million on a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, we did it. Whereas us, we wanted to actually take over Twitter and have you know the best handles for our brands and connect at a very organic level. And people just weren't using those strategies back then. So we had tremendous success in disrupting 
disrupting in um, in the category and in culture. And being an expert at that, obviously, 15 years later is is really interesting to see. So, okay, let's talk about these different types of strategies. Mm-hmm. So, because I have like a unofficial doctorate degree in marketing. I know, that's right. So, <laughs> I have theories on this, but mm-hmm. I think that the organic way is probably like 10 times more effective than paid marketing, right? Absolutely. Um, it's more expensive. I mean, it's less expensive. It's, so it's less it. expensive and it's more effective. Ex- as yes. far as, so I was always taught like, you have to run like, I don't know exact numbers, but let's say like five paid ads to convert one person where organic, it might just be two, two yes. times somebody actually sees you and then they'll just start to follow you. Although it's like, that's what we've done. We've never paid for any marketing. It's all been through word of mouth. Yes. Um, it moves a lot faster and it's, it's a lot more trustworthy than just seeing constant ads. So if you were advising a client, how would you advocate for them to grow their business effectively in today's world with dividing those three different things that you just said? Like, yeah. what's the strategy for a small business or just any size business that's looking to you know, grow their marketing campaign? You know, so that's a really good question. And it's hard to kind of sum it up in a nutshell, because I think it does depend on nuance, because you're right. It, it is better, meaning the stickiness around your connection with your, your consumer is better organically. But if your goal is to create awareness, right, because there's awareness, and then there's affinity. So awareness is people being familiar with your brand. If I say earn your leisure in Bangladesh, do they know where earn your leisure is, right? That's awareness, right? Like they know who Puff Daddy is in mm-hmm. Bangladesh, right? But affinity means they watch the earn your leisure podcast. They come to the, you know, to the, the conferences. They, they know you by name and so they have that connectivity. So sometimes organic works best because you're trying to ultimately get to affinity. But if you are trying to quickly build awareness around your brand, paid media can be effective. Case in point, people um, that have e-commerce companies nowadays buy social media ads for conversion, right? They want to sell their product. They run IG ads. The more ads they run, the more eyeballs they see, the more people convert. And they can do that very quickly because they have a transactional commodity. They're selling makeup, right? Or water. Whereas you guys are building an intellectual property. So it's more important for you to build organic connection because people need to think to understand why you're valuable. They don't need to do, they need to think. So it's a different, there's a different modality there. So it really does depend on what your brand is trying to achieve. But the quick answer is you spend the biggest amount of your time on earned media, earned media, because people trust um, recommendation. So there's a trusted brand in Earn Your Leisure. And if Ian says, go buy Apple, which is what he always seems to say. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I watch your podcast, right? Shout out to Market Mondays. (laughs) Market Mondays. Ian says, go buy Apple. People are going to trust you guys and potentially at least go research Apple, right? So there's a earned, that's an earned media impression for Apple. Every single time Ian says that, you see the value? So if you go to earned first, you're gonna not only get the 
association with whatever brand value that thing has, you're going to be introduced to expanded audiences. It's going to create all of these other tentacles for your brand that will automatically get you owned media impressions. Those are going to come because you convert people that way. And then you continue to connect with your owned media community. And once you start building up money, you make investment in paid and it becomes this nice ecosystem that works for your brand. So in marketing, they say cults become culture, mm-hmm. meaning it's more efficient to just focus on a small group of people and have them be evangelist for you as opposed to just trying to spread yourself too thin because eventually those small group of people will grow osmosis and will become culture, right? Yes. It's like the 12 disciples, right? Like eventually <laughs> this becomes 2 billion Christians around the world. What's your thoughts on that? Cause that's something that a lot of people don't really do effectively either. Like they come out the gate and just try to just be all things to every, all people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As opposed to really honing in and building a very small, tight-knit community and then kind of just growing it like that. One million percent. I am always about vertical versus horizontal strategy. So it's like zero in on who your core audience is and hyper, hyper penetrate that audience. So get them in every place that they are passionate. So if your audience works nine to five, you probably should be targeting them from six to 10. You know what I mean? But if your audience is, if your audience are creatives, you have to figure out where those key touch points are for them and hyper-focus on those areas because you want to get them when their mindset is in the thing that they are passionate about. So it's not necessarily just getting them. It's connecting with them in emotional moments that make sense for them so that they remember you. When you talked about uh, paid media and you said you go under the line, and I'm wondering now, if you're doing that vertical method, how do you select the influencers, the the media? Because a lot of times we'll hear black media, right? But when we think of that, we'll we'll stay in that familiarity, but we won't get that notoriety from other brands. So how, how did you, or how do you navigate through that? It's again, it's nuanced because you have to prioritize what's most important to you first, right? Like, so if if you, the segment of the population is, I want 18 to 34 year olds first, right? There's a certain age group that you want to target. And then you might say, well, out of the 18 to 34, I think that our brand skews more male, right? Which is a little unique now with, with gender fluidity, but you know, there's, do you do you target male conversations versus women conversations, all of those things? And then once you figure that out, you start to say, is there a factor around race? Is there a factor around geo-targeting? Like, do I target Brooklyn? Like you said, Brooklyn's your number one audience versus WeHo, Los Angeles, right? So you start to zero in on where your bullseye is and you spend your the most of your time in that space, but you also look at the whole of that that segment as well. Does that make sense? So you're not trying to get 25 to 54 year olds. You're trying to get as many 18 to 34 year olds as possible. And then within that, you're carving out sub segments to figure out how to connect with them. And you do that based on a number of things. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.